0: My name is Dina Rodriguez, and this is Women of Illustration, a brand new web series so that way women like me and you, if you're a woman, uh, can make art, get paid, and especially be heard in this male-dominated industry. I'm so freaking excited to introduce to you our next three-part series, brand new topic, brand new artist, and we're tackling how do we learn illustration, what's the best way, and how do we know that we chose the right way? Can we just utilize the internet? Things like YouTube videos, Skillshare, Udemy, blogs, podcasts, web series like these? Or do we have to go to art school? Is art school still a thing anymore? What about apprenticeships? What about mentorships? What about all the ways we can kind of just start to join the workforce and figure it out along the way? I'm so excited to introduce you to Angela Pauli. Angie is a super freaking talented concept artist, character designer, and illustrator who's full-time freelance right now. Um, She just has a really beautiful design aesthetic, the way that she digitally paints her characters. And she's even starting to sculpt a lot of her characters now. And I'm just like obsessed with where she lives. It's so freaking beautiful. She is based out of Costa Rica, where the sun is shining and the plants are green and it is gorgeous over there. We actually had difficulty recording a few episodes because there were too many natural bird sounds in the background like what <laughs> do, 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 do. we are on episode 7 that is all about what are the best ways to learn illustration online oh learning illustration online learning illustration online What are the best platforms? Should we just dive in and spend a bunch of money? Should we try to find the free shit first? What's the game plan? There's a lot of questions. So we're going to be talking about all that and more in this week's episode. Who's ready? Who's ready? Fade to pink. (laughs) All right, so let's get into it. We're going to talk about how to learn illustration online. All right, so... (laughs) Did you like that? That was pretty. Okay, so this lady, who are you? Who is this face on my screen? (laughs)
1: Uh, My name is Angie Pauly, and I'm an illustrator, animator, and just about everything that has to do with art, I love to experiment.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's always the answer too, like when I like introduce my videos, I'm like, Hi, my name is Dina Rodriguez, I'm an illustrator, and a lettering artist, and a teacher and a freelance coach, and I also make products, and it's really hard to make money as an artist, so you have to do as many things as you can, so that way you can pay your Right. <laughs> it's just like this little dance of like, yeah, we do all the things. If it's drawn, we do it, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And um, where are you at right now?
1: I am in Costa Rica, in my apartment.
0: <laughs> like in my apartment that I will not tell you, because that's too much information. What part of Costa Rica are you in?
1: Uh, I am in what we call the great metropolitan area which is like Costa Rica is super tiny so the center of it is surrounded by mountains and that is called like the central metropolitan area if you just go out of this like residential area there's cows and there's like a little cow farm so it's subjective I guess I'm in the city but in the countryside Hmm. have you always
0: lived in Costa Rica
1: is that where you were born I was born here, yeah, and I have uh, lived here most of my life, and occasionally um, I've gone to live to other places for work or for art residencies and stuff, but just like for small spans of time, eight months is the most that I lived outside of home.
0: Hmm. Have you been
1: to the States before? Yeah, I've been uh, like four times or something. I've been to CTN, mostly to LA, and... I went to Disney World once. It was pretty cool. I I went
0: to Disney World once. (laughs) So So, this first episode is really all about, I think, the easiest way to learn an illustration, which is pretty much from the Internet. There are obviously tons of different ways we're going to get into um, the best ways uh, in our experiences going to art school, whether or not we even need to go to art school anymore uh, in order to have a fulfilling career in the arts and also what about like apprenticeships, uh, mentorships and internships? We're going to call them ships because saying those three words back to back is very difficult <laughs> for me. My brain's like, no, it's not enough coffee. We can't do that. Um, but I think <laughs> the easiest way is definitely the Internet. Right. So with that being said, what was like your blo- how What was the introduction for you for learning illustration? What Did it start with school? Did it start with the Internet? What was your like your, your process?
1: Mm, I think like uh- the first thing that i in my life that i ever saw that I, introduced me to love and illustration were like fairy tale books obviously and now that i think of it like the thing that i did my entire life was like a draw and sculpt ever since i was a small kid and for some reason i wanted to be like an archaeologist at some point but then when it came to choosing like uh i wanted a career in art because I thought, like, it was, like, the most logical choice for me. Hmm. And I think as a as for learning, I started seriously on um, maybe the two last years of high school when I was, like, really aware that, okay, no, I, I don't want to be an archaeologist. I really want to be an illustrator or work in video games or in movies. I was, like, <laughs> all over the place, right? Because now I know you should kind of focus.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, but you have to, like... <laughs> I think when you first start out, it's important that you have like a wide selection of inspiration and style and stuff like that. All that stuff comes later once you've been doing it. Yeah, a while, right?
1: exactly. Yeah. Probably the last uh, years of high school, the two last years of high school. I'm not sure like if the system here is the same as in the States. Um, Probably not. If I, I, have, I think not. Yeah. <laughs> So we finished high school when we were like uh, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. I listed it as 18 because my birthday is like on the last bit of the year. So I was always one of the eldest ones. And anyway, I started like that and I just started toying with watercolors and 100% self-taught because my art teachers didn't know like anything that could help me on that. So copying basically like everybody does. That's how I began, began
0: loving illustration yeah that's cool um did you were you like one of those hip kids that had access to the internet when you were younger or did it take you a while to like get a cell phone or a smartphone or like have an internet connection
1: (laughs) what took me forever was to get a discman which i really wanted a discman oh we're going like
0: older we're going old school like it took you forever to get a cd player
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I wanted a Discman because everybody had them and that was like the cool thing. I did have access to internet. My mom bought a a computer whenever she had the chance, like the first time she had the chance. um, And we had computer labs at school. So what I did was like I tried to finish my computing assignments super quickly. And then on all my free time, I would just like Google images from illustrators that i really like like from final fantasy concept art Ooh. and i still one of my favorite uh japanese group of girls that makes manga that's called clamp they make secular card captors and that's cool clamp
0: i like that. that's a cool name mm.
1: yeah clamp. i i'm not sure what it stands for though i i don't remember anymore but yeah that was like how i learned i was i would look at their stuff and i was like oh i want to paint like that so i would try to recreate like the patterns they made and try to like make the eye similar or like uh, the hatching on the on the comics because they were hand inked back then mm. I think they still do hand inked <laughs> those were my resources basically in high school yeah so cool. I didn't have internet but mostly at school at home I don't even remember did you have like to use our your phone like to get the internet or was it backwards I remember I had like to give a tone to and then I would get internet. Yeah. So I, um, I
0: think like see. how it started out was like DSL and you'd have a landline and you'd have to yeah, use the landline, landline in order to get internet, but you couldn't be on the phone and use the internet at the same time or else someone would just log you off. That was annoying. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I think of it like I, I, I was like an early adapter of the internet. Like I remember I got like a, my own personal computer Probably like right in ninth grade, like right at the beginning of high school, something like that. Um, But I didn't really use it for art, which is funny because I was in art courses from 10th to 12th, but I don't remember ever being like, oh, really into deviant art or really like searching for inspiration in that way it was definitely way more analog like I would draw people and I would like physically take a picture and then like take it to Walgreens and like get that picture printed yeah and then I would like use that as reference and I think a few times I would just scan older photos of people and then maybe print them out at home but I don't think I ever really utilized the internet as much as I could but then yeah so it's just like Christina, you have so many missed opportunities.
1: <laughs> no, guys... no, not at all. Actually I love that too because I used to print my like my best friend and I, she's a fashion designer now. Um, we had like this folder with stuff that we liked and we printed it and we gave each other CDs like because sometimes her brother would collect images from comics she liked and from game art and stuff. And then we would just go and print everything. Uh, and I think it was at school or in front of the school, there was like a printing place and I loved my folder and I still love it. I think I have one of those somewhere around. And when I came back to university, I did that again for my graduation project because I was sick of just like being in front of the computer all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like your place of inspiration to do it, like from your direct experience rather than just like, um, I don't know, and digitally on the internet because there's like more richness of of information
0: (laughs) well what would you say is like out of all the resources that are online like what's your favorite way to learn is it like videos articles are you more of like a podcast person like what's your (laughs) what's your favorite
1: (laughs) when it comes about art um I like videos, but sometimes I find that it's really, I'm the type of person that for me, it's super hard to focus on, on a video for really long. Even when I stream movies on Netflix, I rarely watch them whole, like I cut them into pieces and then I go like uh, draw something or I go take a walk. Uh, so I think I just take the bits that I like. I fast forward a lot for the videos <laughs> and then I like to like make puzzles. So for example, if I am looking for a, technique on how to paint digitally like a candy texture. Uh, I remember there was this really amazing, just like um, demo video by Ryan Lang. He works at Disney, I think, Hmm. on how how he would make like a a hard candy texture. So I didn't watch all of the thing. I just like uh, try to uh, analyze the video. I put it on fast forward, and then I go and really observe the candy. And then I try to draw from my own deduction, like okay, what, would he, what was he doing? What brushes was he using? Because then I am not like... Um, I prevent my brain from being lazy, right? Like, I am trying to actively find my own way of doing it, even though I am also trying to learn from the video. I don't know if it makes sense, but uh, I like to combine stuff, and mostly by half watching videos and half trying to do it my own way. Because sometimes, for me, the just to follow somebody's specific technique, uh, it's a little bit stiff and it doesn't work for me, like in the way that my mind flows as it works.
0: Yeah. So what is your That's favorite? A way? Yeah, a little. <laughs> uh, so what is your favorite way to learn? Is it articles, like reading articles then?
1: I would say like the most convenient way could be videos. And if you if you want to learn like art theory or something, then uh, I would go for podcasts or audio booths. I'm trying to think really hard because, like, I'm learning so many things at the same time. Um, and when I work, I the only way that I can actually focus is by listening to audiobooks. And um, so, yeah, I would say that a combination of videos and articles, but it really depends on the subject matter. I would say that if you have access to, like, if you have art prints uh, one of the best ways, actually, that I've learned, now that I remember, I haven't done it in ages because I haven't had the time because of work, but uh, there's artist Google Hangout groups, and then you go on there and you paint, and then one of your friends tells you, hey, you know, your values are looking a little bit wonky, or, hey, could I? Uh, could you check my composition? What do you think? And then they will actively refer you to, like, this material and this material and comment. So I would say there's... No absolute favorite for me, I would say, like, it depends on the occasion, and what you need. And I would not uh, restrain my, like, my favorite thing to just one, because I find, like, every job takes a different needs a different uh, learning method. Yeah. So like, you
0: said podcasts, like, what are some of your favorite, like, design and art related podcasts right now?
1: uh i used to love i he doesn't post anymore i used to love the collected podcasts by oh i forget his name let me google it his name is ash thorpe ash thorpe (laughs) well
0: is there any like current podcasts that you're listening to right now
1: um actually i haven't found any good art ones uh that i have liked because uh, i've been focused a lot like on self-improvement and i do have like a creative um creative living book that i just finished uh audiobook which is called big magic by elizabeth gilbert i think like there's a little bit of magical realism in it in a way and magical thinking but she like tackles a lot of very important topics in creativity like um especially the emotional ones which we struggle a lot with and i think like for me that's the thing lately like i want to uh, emotionally handle my career as an artist because, you know, it's it's such a fluctuating thing, you know, there is like many ups and downs, you don't have like a steady job, like a government job, for example, so I create better when when I'm listening to these little creative tips, like, what, just connect more with, um, sorry, I was completely rambling because I'm thinking of the content of the book. <laughs> um that's a very good book on creative living. And I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's just like more like life art advice that works better for me personally. And I would recommend it to anyone. And also the arts of not giving a fuck has been really good to kick my butt into productiveness. So that's what I've been listening to lately. However, uh, if there's if you guys have any amazing su- suggestions of like uh, interviews to artists, podcasts or um, some other type of material podcast. I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. There's like
0: so yeah. many podcasts. Um, I think my favorite right now is honest designers. Uh, I think it's really good. And oh. a, lot, a lot of them are like going to be design related just cause I think they go hand in hand so often. Um, just because I, I really, lo- I'm a, uh, you know, I, fr- I would say friends with Dustin. Um, he runs an online shop on creative market and sells, uh, graphics and like fonts um we have ian bernard who is a hand lettering artist who also sells graphics but uh was was really big into calligraphy and does a lot of those like calligraphy videos and then there's the guy who runs design tuts no that's not right design cuts haha i'm gonna say it right design cuts and that's like a website that tells you about all these really cool graphics and stuff and then there's this other there's one girl and she's an illustrator and i hadn't heard about her until this podcast but she's probably like i would say the most artsy out of the bunch and it's really it's a really cool podcast um I used to be pretty obsessed with the sean west podcast um uh, when it was free and available to everybody um, oh
1: yes I used to listen to that too yeah it's not free
0: anymore no you have to pay for it sean, sean's oh. like no I, I gave you guys too many free things for the past few years so you got to give me all your money now <laughs>
1: yeah well it's reasonable he he didn't make pretty long and yeah. well thought of content so. for sure
0: no i don't blame him i probably i probably would do the same thing but a part of my brain is like
1: <laughs> you like
0: give me the free yeah. content hey. <laughs> it was good and i liked it um but yeah so i'm not a part of the community anymore so i don't have access to those videos anymore um, there's one, there's oh like God. Drunk on Lettering, which is these two girls that just have drunk, they have drunk interviews with a bunch of popular lettering artists. So that's that obviously, really cool. I'm, yeah, I'm a podcast that I would probably listen to. Um, there's so many more. I'll probably, I need to, you know what I really need to do? I need to make like a list of all the podcasts and like article, not articles, but like blogs and stuff that I read. And also I have like a shit ton of books. I know that's like off topic with learning illustration it's- from the internet. Yes. But I really do enjoy, I'm just obsessed with marketing. I just really, I like to, like, I want to know how I can, like, best understand my customer. I want to be able to provide the most value. And I want to, like, be able to have a sales pitch that doesn't make me seem like a fucking used car dealership asshole. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wait, there's more. You can get two for the price of one, with free shipping. Like, I just don't, yeah, like, just van away (laughs) everything. Like, I don't want to be that person you know,
1: that's there's so much that's why i was like my brain entered into chaos when you asked me like pick one i you know recently i went to an event like we have this really cool uh like um inclusive feminist feminist events in costa rica called girls to the front in spanish chicas al Frente. Nice. and you you had to make a little post-it with your name and your favorite food I swear to you, I was there like for 20 minutes and then I wrote everything except garlic because I'm allergic to garlic, but like <laughs> I couldn't choose. I swear. You're I was so like,
0: funny. Girl, you got to get on the decision is- making, <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, so I wanted to mention a few that I just remembered that you because you were talking like, um, I said that whatever keeps your mind in a creative spirit doesn't mind if it's art related. Actually, I love Hardcore History by Dan Carling. It's amazing. If you like history, and if you do not like history, I think you will like this podcast. He is an amazing narrator, and it's super interesting. And I really love the YouTuber. She's super famous, but I love her. We talked about her before. Her name is Frenard. Oh, Frenerd! She's amazing. Yeah, I love her. I want, I want to have tea with her. I like, her. if you ever watch this, please have tea with me one day. <laughs> <It's so cool. laughs>
0: Yeah, she's great. It's so funny because, like, since I started vlogging and, like, starting the series, I guess my content is really similar to her content. So, like, a lot of people that, like, um, I, I don't know, like, that which I would be so blessed if when people watch Fran's work, I pop up as, like, the related content on YouTube because that would be Oh, my that
1: would be amazing. But yeah. I do
0: notice that, like, a lot of my patrons for both Women of Illustration and for Lettering Adventures also follow her. And so I'm, like... I'm like, all right, I feel like we, me and her should have a conversation at some point because, like, I, I, I talk about her you so should much. should email her. Maybe. I should. And be like,
1: girl. Just, she seems pretty cool. No, I she, she, would she be seems like cool. Nice. I, love,
0: I love how she uh, presents herself. Like, she'll have, like, a little camera and then she'll have, like, a freestanding mirror. And then that's how you'll see her is through the mirror. I, I, I just like the way that she films and I like how she takes time to put, like, graphics in her videos. And the fact that she's, like, beautiful in Spanish, I think is helpful um, anytime I think someone has like an accent, I'm just like, oh, you're going to do good. And it's been really fun. I, one of these days, I want to like get my delingo back on or something and just like call, it's great. And call my dad and just fully speak Spanish and he'll just freak out. He'll be like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> what?
0: I just yeah, I, I do that.
1: Like, I also listen to a lot of, Jap- I try to multitask so much. Like, I listen to Japanese audiobooks when I am uh, working sometimes too. So like... Uh, you know, as an artist, I think that anything that is knowledge enriches your experience and the content you create, whether, whether if it's language, history, culture, politics, like, uh, I feel like I learn equally from everything, so that's also why it's super hard to choose. Um, like, just how you learn from watching a film if you're an illustrator, an artist, or even a writer, it's just like...
0: I love how this episode is supposed to be about like oh how do you learn illustration online but we end up just talking about like everything right just like i think it's, it, it's great yeah I, <laughs> like i uh, i think it was getting into um our first few episodes with irene where we really start to talk about how we all start to get pigeonholed in a way like as a lettering artist i would follow a bunch of lettering artists and then you would start to see like the same phrases pop up all the time, the same color schemes, the same type styles, because we're all copying each other that no one's making anything (laughs) different or new or interesting. And it, and it's just like this vicious cycle of bland, false platitudes of positivity. You know what I mean? Um, where no one's really like, breach like breaching out of that little pool to like get other different inspiration to make something cool and make you stand yeah. out as an artist. And I think we all kind of do that in a way, whether you're a concept artist, you really know everyone in the concept space, I would assume, but maybe you don't think to pull inspiration from other sources. It wasn't for me until I went, it started Women of Illustration, to be honest, and started curating other artists' work that for the most part, like 80% is not lettering, um, where I'm like noticing my style really growing in a way that oh, didn't that's
1: before so nice.
0: yeah like i use i can't stop using pink i don't know i can't stop can't stop won't
1: stop <laughs> it's amazing you never stop please i can't either and like i put pink in everything sometimes i think my clients will be like you know there's too much pink everywhere but they always like go like the colors look great and like yes. yeah pink, right pink. <laughs> i was i just finished this
0: t-shirt for Redbubble, and i was a little nervous about making the background pink it's like a pink purple so it's kind of it's kind of it's like kind of yeah. pink um and she definitely was like, Thank you so much for making this pink. I feel like women are afraid to use the color pink and I was like, They are right. I think because they're afraid it's gonna alienate men.
1: But dudes look like people. Exactly.
0: No, it's it's one of those like weird things like it, hmm. it, it's it's really hard to get past that stigma like I definitely had a thing where I was afraid for my work to look too feminine for the longest time because I didn't necessarily like want to alienate I don't, I don't think that's the right word but more so like you want to garner the biggest following possible right um but, but that's a
1: mistake that's it's a mistake
0: yeah like it's better to even find your your community to make art for yeah. way, because then
1: it's better to relate happen. to you more yeah, it's better to have, like, a faithful audience than just, like, like uh, my dad would say, like, shoot it with a rifle because everything goes, like, one of those old rifles, you know, that are, like, this just yeah. goes everywhere and then it doesn't hit anything, really. So uh, I think it's fine. And I think colors shouldn't be, like, gender exclusive. I was afraid oh. for the longest time that my, my work was too cute because if somebody, like... When I went to university, I was all surrounded by dudes everywhere. So I felt, like, really intimidated by all the testosterone. I had, like, two girl classmates. Two in 20 people. We were a very small group. Yeah. And I, I dreaded the people who told me that my work was cute. And my work is cute, so what? It's There's fine. And wrong. Then really like, wanted... for
0: nerds, fucking work is so cute. It's adorable cute, you know what I mean? And that's not yeah. bad. Um, I actually really admire people who can go hardcore cute. And I think like me like I think I'm I'm starting to go Yeah. I think I'm starting to blend into like that millennial sarcastic cute kind of phase of my style. Like I'm my next piece is going to be called Sushi Power and I'm going to have a bunch Ooh. of sushi people just kind of like flexing their muscles and like doing the karate moves and stuff. And it's yeah, going to be cool. adorable. It's going to be like a little yeah. food fight of sushi. And it's like, I would never have made that like a year ago or when I was in like my gothic dark phase where I couldn't (laughs) stop drawing skulls and putting way too much detail in my work and using like Victorian styles. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I think we all like the internet is such a huge, giant, beautiful place. And it sucks when we're only looking at one very tiny subsection of that space exactly so so i think we really do need to diversify what we think of even if it's just like follow fucking new people on instagram like type a hashtag in there that is different from your own right even if it's like paper art or food art or something like it's going to make you think of things in a different way because i know i mean you probably do the same thing like you see something on instagram and you get an idea from it even though it might have nothing to do with what you just saw but it could be like the color palette or how they like, I find myself, like, seeing stuff in a piece and then seeing something, like, in the background and being like, oh, yeah, exactly. that, that, I'm going to make that. Like, I saw this one girl do a mural and she just was, like, sitting in front of the mural and then I saw these plants that had, like, little sushi rolls at the top of them oh. and I thought that was so cute and that's where sushi power came from. It was from that seeing that little sushi plant in the background because I was like, yeah. oh, a sushi plant, that's pretty cool. And then it reminded me of, like, the enamel pin that everyone keeps wearing that says plant-powered. And I was like, what if I did sushi-powered? And then I was like, well, sushi power sounds way cooler than sushi-powered. Well, how could I illustrate sushi power? Oh, I know. I'll have sushi, like, duking it out and flexing their muscles. And, like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Like, your brain just goes on those kinds of tangents. But that would have never happened unless I was following someone on Instagram that was completely outside of my own niche, you know? Correct.
1: And it's important in in social media and also, like uh – in your surroundings. I do that a lot too. Like, I always, I have a super crappy phone, but I'm always taking pictures of everything. Sometimes it's just like, it could be like a stain somewhere, or even just like it's a combination of people. And then I get ideas for that, that has nothing to do with people like you just said, so. Yeah, ah. Oh. R- richness of, of influence. I think it's important to create work with depth, so learn from everything you can, not just art and design podcasts, everything. Yeah, for sure.
0: That right.
1: would be my advice.
0: I think that perfectly leads me. <laughs> I mean, you probably just answered the question, but let's th- try to think of it from a different perspective. So you're an artist or you're trying to be, at least. I feel like people have a hard time just saying the word I'm an artist for some reason, which I totally plan on fixing in a project I have coming up. That's yeah, very cool. exactly. Um, and then so with that, okay, so you're 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 a budding new artist and you're starting out you're trying to get let's say a name for yourself you're trying to like get an audience you're not even trying to do client work yet you're just trying to build a following on instagram or pinterest or something what do you think for them learning illustration from the internet what is the best advice you could give that person
1: i think it's the same old advice but i'm going to give you two pieces of advice Mm -hmm. first one is practice what you like first. Practice what you like. It doesn't matter if it's crap. It, it's let's be honest, it's gonna be crap. Even when you're a pro with I don't know, awards and shit and things. Um it's gonna be like um crap sometimes. You're gonna have tons of stuff that's gonna be complete poo. So it's fine. Just just practice and enjoy it. Don't be thinking like oh I need to hit a 1, thousand, hundred thousand followers, I need to have more followers, I need more likes. Just eliminate that from your mindset because it's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy you and your art. The best thing you can do is make your art because you like it, not because you want followers or money and stuff. That's um, In my experience, that's going to be super counterproductive on your creativity. And um, I... Wait a second when I remember the, the, the second thing I was going to say. I forgot. Um What did you ask Megan? No, dude, that
0: happens so much in the show. No one remembers what I asked them. Um, (laughs) No, because you like, because I feel like these questions are, like you could write a book about each one of these questions. Like, what is your advice for someone who's learning to practice art for the first time and how they could utilize the internet to practice? It's pretty much.
1: Oh, easily connect and create a positive network where you get good feedback from other people and take nothing personally. Just don't do it. Just uh, learn and expect nothing from your arts. It's the best thing. It's the hardest thing. But if you keep pushing that mindset there, you will eventually get to a place where you're a little bit more comfortable. I am in that place right now. And I'm really happy from that because before I was like super worried about forwards about not having a 100,000 jobs, uh, which is not a good thing, by the way, um, to have a 100,000 jobs. Is, yeah, I was like, need, I don't want 100,000
0: jobs. Nope. Unless I yeah, have, like a hundred thousand like, dollars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jobs. No, thank you. <laughs> like
1: it, I doubt it
0: hit six figures. That sounds cool.
1: Yeah. And just uh, don't be ashamed of what you make. Don't try to make it. That was the second thing. Don't try to, like, what we were talking before. Don't try to make something for people uh, to like it and ignore what it is that you really want to make. Because, like, we said, sometimes we're ashamed that our work is too cute and that our work is too dark and depressive. Fine, if you're in that place, just make that art getter out of you and yeah. you'll be fine later, you can make anything you want. And don't feel forced to have like just one super defined style, eventually you will get there. It is, maybe you won't, but you know, there's like, for example, there's a super famous guy and he sells this uh, Kyle's brushes. It is? Yeah. his brushes, his brushes, all right. Hey. And if you see his portfolio, he has all sorts of things and he actually said, I try to keep a diversity of work because I like to do a diversity of work professionally, so it really depends on you. However, be true. Be true. Like, I don't know, I was watching Midnight in Paris yesterday, I'm sorry about this horrible human who made it, but I like that Hemingway where he says all the time, his character is like, if it's true, it will be good. <laughs> oh, Just I love that. that. If it's true, yeah.
0: it will be good. I'm gonna write that down. If... Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It will be good. Yeah. Right. I like, I love that. Um, I think that's something that's such an obvious piece of advice, but it's so it rarely gets taken. You know what I mean? Like draw what you like, yeah. but like, but no, no, you have to
1: snap into it. You have I to know, snap know.
0: your yeah, for <laughs> sure. Like, but we can't help it. Like we see people online, we, you know, get jealous. We want to be them, so we copy them, right? We emulate them, but you're like, no, 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 no. Like, be inspired by their productivity. Be inspired by, like, maybe pieces of their work, but don't try to, like, be them because then you're robbing yourself of the most important part of your own work, which is your perception of the world. Like, that's what makes art good. Art comes from pain. It comes from happiness. It comes from your perspective and your way of seeing the world if you just keep copying how everyone else sees the world then how are you supposed to stand out and at that point i would say that you're just a production monkey like you're not even an artist at that point because you don't even have your own point of view and some people might be like well what's my point of view it's like dude you have a fucking opinion like you have words like if i asked you about any of the like the hard topics like pro-life or pro-choice do you believe in aliens what do you think of our president like we, we talk about this you're gonna have an opinion on it there you go there is a point of view. You don't necessarily need to, like, turn your art into something political or alien. I do love aliens a lot. It's probably one of my favorite subject matters. i going to be really aliens. I love <laughs> alien stuff. I just love space. And I love when people talk about all the different kinds of aliens. That I just think it's very interesting. And I'm definitely getting get rubbed off from my boyfriend who constantly watched, like, all of the really badly made documentaries on aliens, like, all that stuff. Really? We get drunk and just watch the crap out of it it's so fun (laughs) um i I should try no i just again it's like you just figure out what you like and you make something of it it can just be representational Mm -hmm. it could be silly it could be cute whatever comes naturally to you and i think if you do that from the get-go you're gonna find your style in like a few months you know what i'm saying like versus like practicing looking like everybody else and then developing a voice because some people think you need skills first before you can have taste you know what i mean like if you feel like mm-hmm. you need to like draw like for a lettering artist you probably should know how to draw all these different styles before you develop your unique voice but i think it's the opposite yeah. i don't think those are mutually exclusive exclusive i think you could do
1: both at the same time yeah i believe the same yeah so maybe, maybe like some people have uh, are born with amazing taste and they four lines in there and you're like, wow masterpiece. And then sometimes it's harder. But um you know, the thing is it doesn't matter and even though it's impossible almost to never compare, just just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Believe me your idols are also comparing themselves most of the time and they're probably doubting and but you don't have to be a tormented artist. I hope that you are looking into my eyes, people and see <laughs> me to be a good artist. You can be a functioning human and make good art so and what is good art anyway just like just do it and no just... i i love
0: you're like look into my beautiful doll like eyes <laughs> 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 because um even though like uh i think it's you know keep in mind like angie is in costa rica you know that she doesn't have the best internet so you do lag a little bit but you have great lighting right now which is oh, like good. <laughs> it's putting really good light on your like pupils and it makes you look so cute Like, you have, like, little anime eyes right now. So it's just, like, look into my soul of anime eyes and feel how I feel and take heed to my message. I just love it. I just think it's so cute. (laughs) What do you think, like, someone who's completely self-taught, someone who doesn't have any money to go to school, they don't even have enough money to pay for, like, things like Skillshare or um, Creative Live, where I have a class, um... What do you think is the biggest challenge for being self-taught? Like money aside.
1: Hmm. Money aside? Yeah.
0: Money aside.
1: No, probably where to find the things you need for free. But I would say that it's uh, really a problem nowadays. If you're... Uh, Self-taught maybe one of the things that would be harder is like group motivation because I know Like that's the reason a lot of people go to art school Uh, because I I told many people like But I don't think uh, I'll say it again later. It doesn't matter. I do not think art school is necessary truly and a lot of people tell me yeah, I know but I need to be next to people who motivate me so Maybe I would say like that could be the biggest challenge because you learn so much from interaction. Uh, but you can find people if you if that's what you want. Like like I told you, there's Google Hangout groups. Uh, just try to find a good one because there's like nasty ones where people just criticize and you know yeah. just find your positive vibe and and group of people there. And don't be afraid to ask other people. Maybe like, hey, uh, I'm drawing today. I'm home alone. Uh, do you want to do a Google Hangout or something, and then you just go in with one friend or two? It doesn't have to be a bunch of people. And that would that would be it because really, there's so much material everywhere. And to me, the the most you can learn if it's uh, from marketing and like learning about social media and stuff, all that content is usually free. You do get some premium, but. Uh, I bet that if you're like polite and ask somebody you admire that's really good in any of those specific things most of the time they will be nice enough to give you an answer so yeah maybe courage is the hardest part
0: yeah I think maybe like (laughs) asking for help I think especially in the beginning um it's it's hard because like when you do reach a certain level of popularity and I don't even think I'm that popular and but I get a shit ton of messages from people on like all different kinds of platforms, especially now with women of uh, illustration that's, you know, gotten so popular so quickly, uh, which is amazing. Thank you. Everyone. Um, I just get a crazy amount of questions. Like, uh, what are the best resources to learn? Like lettering specifically for me, or uh, what's your advice for someone just starting out or how do I price or any of these big topics? And they're always like a huge, like such a question that I'm like, I don't know how to answer this in like, a paragraph, you know what I mean? Yeah. But luckily we do have the internet, so a lot of people who are more popular that like, get if they're smart and if you are popular take heed to what I'm going to say, you should write an article. Like if you get questions a lot from people instead of you having to like write this huge thing to them or ignore them, right? Just go yeah. ahead and send them a link to an article that you you wrote. So like pretty much yeah. any of these big questions, I have either made a video or I'm going to make yeah, a exactly. video or I have an article about it. Um and a lot of people, I've done a lot of the work for you. So you, you kind of briefly mentioned like one of the hardest things about being a self taught artist and not having any money is trying to find the free content. But there's yeah. so many, like if you just Google free resources to learn watercolor or calligraphy or concept art or whatever, there's going to be so many publications that have already made like the 100 best resources to learn this. Like you, it's not hard if you just do a couple Google searches. Yeah. Um, the only you time. Have to- Oh, I was just gonna say, like, the only time I get mad is when people ask me questions that they could easily Google themselves.
1: And yeah, I'm like, I was gonna say something similar. Yeah, like, I'm not um, your Google. <laughs> just, uh, like, maybe, you know, sometimes because we're so, like, I feel like living in this day and age, we're, like, truly a little bit zombified. We lack depth of thinking and deduction and stuff because we're not used to doing things anymore. Like, we just Google and there it is. So you're... Even lazy enough, like to ask for something that's like super obvious or that you can find for yourself first. So, just try to really think of your question before you ask it. <laughs> like, um, for example, like sit down with your book or your notebook, your notepad, or something, and try to write the answers that you think you have. I do that sometimes. Like when I have like this question and I don't want to go ahead and like ask super basic questions to someone, I just like, okay, what do I know about this? And perhaps you're way ahead than you, way more ahead than you think. So just like try to to find out for yourself because that will also enrich like the way your brain works. Your brain is completely malleable. Just shape it and shape those neural paths so they work for you. This is going to make you a better artist as well. So just try, try a little bit harder. Work hard for that knowledge. Not everything has to be told to you by somebody else. Exactly, You can do it. So that's that's a hard part, but once you learn it, it's going to be so rewarding. I am a research junkie. You know what my favorite part of my job is? When I have to do the call-outs for like textures and details and like they give me something super specific and I'm like, I'm going to research and then I spend <laughs> like hours researching and finding the specific things. I love it so much. That's so funny. Um, yeah, so,
0: yeah, I think it's just like <laughs> Like, if I ever hire employees, which I definitely plan on doing in the future, depending on where I live, um, like, if I end up going to Madison, Wisconsin, which is an option uh, to be closer to Rick's family, we're going to start a studio, um, and we're going to hire people, or I may need to go to Florida to take care of my mom, and in that regard, I probably um, wouldn't have any employees, but um, I think the thing that I would look for the most is, did you try to answer your own question first before you asked me your boss? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have to think of, these people it's not their job to give you free content. And I think a lot of people expect free content from you. Like, like what I just said, like, Oh, Sean West doesn't give me free podcasts. anymore. it's Mm -hmm. like, even though you totally deserve to be paid for your content, because you've lived through it and you have experience that has value. But at the same time, like I, I I had a certain expectation of content from you. And now that it's changed, I feel like betrayed in a way. And I feel like that's how a lot of people do feel. So when they get so used to free content, free content, free content, they just think oh i could just ask you for anything or if i have a paid class because you paid for that class you now have permission to ask me anything you want about that class even if it was like like on my platform or something so it's just like i think there's a weird expectation on the internet now um yeah and i think you can't put that pressure on somebody like they're not being paid to answer emails all day like we're all struggling artists And, like, in the beginning of this video, like, we all wear a lot of hats. Sometimes they're as cute as the one that you're wearing. And sometimes they're not so cute and they're, like, accounting and stuff. Um, And we really just need to be a little bit more aware of those kinds of things. Not to say, like, oh, you should never ask a question ever. But I would say I love very specific questions. Like, I hate questions like, how did you get started lettering? I don't like that. But if it's, like, hey, what was the one book on lettering that really helped you?
1: Boom. Exactly.
0: I'd be, like, hand lettering by Mary Kate McDevitt boom, easy answer. Or like, what's yeah, you what know, kind of accounting software do you use? Like, I love AndCo. I used to use Harvest, but AndCo was so much better and I'll tell them why. But it, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Like,
1: I, I didn't even know that
0: existed. Oh my god. So here's a little shout out to AndCo. So it's the word And. So A-N-D-Co. It's so amazing. You can do your invoicing, your time tracking, you can put tasks on there. And my favorite functionality of this program is its in and out feature. So you go ahead and you connect your bank account, your PayPal, everything. and It automatically Ooh. finds your expenses and um, like in and and all your payments. Oh, so you're your actually account. able to see like how much money am I spending too, money, too much money here? Am I getting enough money to pay my bills? Because you do so many things to, to garner income that I have sometimes a hard time like even forecasting yeah. how much money I'm going to make la- next month, let alone. Did I even make a profit last month? So this just made it so much easier. And it's like, nine dollars twelve dollars a month something cheap like that it's the best oh no, it's great yeah so just shout out to anco i used to use harvest which was fine but they don't have that particular feature and also i think you could do contracts on it too if you wanted to so it's got like all the stuff you need to run your design business which is cool Just a heads up that's amazing yeah so like i love like those kinds of questions um
1: oh i was gonna say on that i also like you know, for example, Sean West says it, said it a lot in his podcast. Uh, sometimes you have to listen to things um, a number of times before they sink in. Yeah, seven so times. So mm-hmm. if your favorite creator or ex-favorite creator made lots of free content, just go and give it a listen. You will learn different stuff every time.
0: Yeah.
1: And Or notice something that you didn't. Same as when you watch a film for the second, third, fourth time. I, I've seen films like 10 times and um, I still keep like catching small details that I didn't see before. So not always lost. There's so much free stuff. I am convinced nobody ever needs to pay much for for that if you don't have the money.
0: Yeah. Especially if you don't have the money. And that's what I, I try, like, I think it's probably one of the most important pieces of information when you first start out is everyone thinks, okay, I'm seeing all these artists and their equipment and the materials that they use. And I wish I could afford those materials. So, because I can't afford those things, that means I shouldn't even start. No. Which I'm like, or like, oh, I have to go to art school in order to even start. It's like, dude, a piece of paper and a pencil. Like, that's all you need. You don't have to post it in public if you don't want to. You can keep it for yourself, for your sketchbook. You don't need to get the $100 course or pay for that $300 workshop if you're just starting out. Like, go through all of the free resources first. And then when you start to bottom out on those free resources, Then start to pay for, like, the cheap stuff. Like, maybe start to get, like, a membership to Skillshare, which I can leave a link for the bottom, give you guys a really good introductory rate uh, if you guys are interested in learning more. And you can get, like, access to as many videos as you want every month for a very little amount of money. Um, Then you can maybe go to Creative Live or lynda.com or go to workshops or go to conferences and go baby steps. Yeah. I always use the example of, like, when I first started Letter Shop, which was originally called Logo Juice, I bought... I made the mistake of making like very expensive letterpress business cards, which are like eight hundred dollars for like a hundred. It, it was like they were beautiful. They were like three ply. They had like the color seam on the yeah. side. It was embossed with my logo. It was gorgeous, very simple, beautiful. But I definitely couldn't, have, shouldn't have bought those. I did, could not afford them, anyways. <laughs> my logo I ended up changing six months later, anyways, and so then I had all these cards that I didn't even give out because like, I he's in art school for some reason. They're just like, you need a business card. And it's like, no, I need an Instagram grandpa. I don't need a fucking business card. Um, but (laughs) sorry, I just, it makes me mad. I used to teach and that was like something that bothered me. Um, but you just need to start, like, I could have easily just like gone to any shitty website and gotten very cheap cards. And that would have done the same thing. And then I, and then I could have grown to that point. It's not like I'm this huge agency that makes a million dollars a year. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. And pro tip, that's like on my list of unnecessary things. Yeah, that I'm totally imagine. unnecessary. But you
0: see other people doing it. And it makes you want to have those things because you feel like yeah, if I have course. the things, then I can then the skills will follow. It's like, no, no, you could use a box of crayons and get just as good as anybody else. It, it's really not the tools that make a craftsman. You know what I
1: mean? Um, yeah, it's it's your effort and your willingness to learn that makes a difference.
0: Well, that's so. We're pretty much wrapping up on this episode on the best ways to learn illustration from the internet. Any final, any final tips or tricks for internet users everywhere who want to learn how to draw and get those math skills?
1: Apart <laughs> from practicing a lot, um, I would say that the thing that has helped me the most is practice other forms of creative uh, of creative release. Like, for example, if you're an a uh, lettering artist. Why not try sculpting a little bit? You can buy, like, some cheap clay and try that. Or if you are a sculptor, why don't you try ceramics next? Maybe that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to a ceramics class on this Saturday. I'm super excited. (laughs) Um, Just try different stuff that uh, nourishes you creatively. Because for many of us, our job is also who we are. So we have fun drawing. So if you work drawing and have fun drawing, sometimes it becomes a little bit hard to, like, put a limit to that so try different stuff that's like my tip and you will learn lots from it you're you will get uh, better at drawing better at sculpting etc so
0: yeah hey i think this would turn out to be a pretty good episode we had a couple of tangents but that's okay i just think okay. there's so many different ways that we can learn illustration and there's no wrong or right way anymore and that i feel is true but, freedom like, and that's really all that we want, isn't it? As artists, we want the freedom to create our own schedules, the freedom to draw whatever we want, the freedom to spend as much time with our family as we need to, the freedom to choose exactly. our own pro- you know, projects that we work on. So doesn't it make the most sense that we have a free way to learn the craft in the first place so that way we can attain the freedom we so much desire for ourselves? It just yeah. seems like it goes pretty well and um, really hand in hand. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about, do we really need art school? Is art school a thing? Is art school just for people who need art school? Because that's the only way they can learn Can or do we can we just get rid of it completely and invest our money somewhere else? Because if you think about it, like I spent over one hundred thousand dollars on my education, where else could I have used that money? Like if I was self-taught on the Internet, how far would that money go? like on videos and courses. I bet you I could like buy so many coaches that would like, you know what I mean? For Jesus, that amount yeah. of money. Yeah. You know I mean?
1: Mentoring even.
0: Yeah. And then the next episode after that, we're going to be talking about all the ships, which is like apprenticeships, internships and mentorships. Uh, just okay. you know like maybe you're not self-taught from the internet. Maybe you're not getting, um, you know, jobs in it or necessarily like going to art school. Maybe you just have someone who is able to guide you through each phase and now it's very in to have like a a coach like a life coach or a business coach yeah so we're gonna get into all that stuff and come back with angie all right see you guys next time Mm. this is really cute like bye Mm. (laughs) yes we did it we listened to that episode i know it was a long one you're a trooper thanks so much for listening I think there was a lot of really good stuff in there. The internet is a big, beautiful place, but it also can be a complicated and daunting arena that it's hard to navigate. So guys, just remember you have a lot of options out there. Don't restrict yourself to just one way of learning. Open your eyes and your heart to different ways of the almighty internet because I bet your ass you're gonna freaking figure out your shit way better than just sticking to one single avenue. When we come back next week, we're going to be exploring the next phase of education, which is art school. Is art school for everyone? What are the pros and cons of going to art school? And do people usually regret going in the first place? We're going to get into all of that with Episode 8, back with Angela Polly. As you guys might remember, we went ahead and did a call for volunteers for Women of Illustration. It's super overwhelming for me to do all the cool things I want to do for Women of Illustration but not having the time and also not having the income in order to focus on it. So luckily when we went ahead and asked for volunteers for Women of Illustration, over 60 people applied. Oh, I'm just so excited and I'm so thrilled to introduce you to our official volunteers. Are you ready? We have Grace Emmett, she is a writer. She's creating original content for Women of Illustration. She just went ahead and released her first ever article was, which is all about overcoming the anxiety behind being an artist, which I found very insightful, definitely check that out on the site. We also have Rachel Campbell. She was actually the first volunteer we had from an illustration. Um, because she just reached out and wanted to help before I even actually officially asked for help. She is the one in charge of all the show notes, uh, creating the article versions of every single video. So that way you can both read and listen to each episode. And you can always come back with some information, which I think is really important. We have Emma Neemans, Ryan Alvin, and Catherine Socha. These are our three social media helpers that go ahead and help me curate the Women of Illustration Instagram. So guys, please use the hashtag Women of Illustration are to be featured. These ladies are gonna be the lookout for the coolest stuff they can find. Definitely put your work out there because I wanna see it and I wanna help promote you. And then finally, we have um, Altri Mariska. She is our official editor. We might have a few more editors, but she so far is the best I've seen. And she's going ahead and really taking the time to mix these videos together and make them really interesting for you guys to watch. She is amazing. I love every single one of these volunteers. And I hope you follow each one of these women and you give them some love because they deserve it because they're doing this for no money. And I'm just, I, it's just so nice. Guys, if you are digging the content that we're making every single week and you want to be able to support us, all you have to do is you can hit that subscribe button and tell all of your friends and family about Women of Illustration, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on YouTube, or whether it's just text message or virtual device if you're choosing. We want to get as much free educational content out there to as many female illustrators as possible because we really mean it. We want more women to get exposure in this industry. We want us all to figure out what's the best way for us to make a living and figure out our niche. And more importantly, how do we make the most amount of money so that way we can all be independent women and pay those freaking bills. Finally, guys, I would love it if you would consider supporting us on Patreon.com slash Women of Illustration for just one dollar one, $1. You get early access to every single video and you get exclusive access to live streams with the guests. We will very soon be actually having live streams of every single episode, which means that you'll literally get episodes months in advance. That's crazy. I wanted to go ahead and give every single one of my patrons, all 56 of you, a shout out and a special thank you from this video. Let's do it. I'm going to say your names wrong and I'm excited. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Mythology Studio, Candice Evers, Adrian Tilly, Devin, McSherry, Studio Dodge, Francisca Rollet, and Audrey Green. Those are our mastermind group women. Super excited to go ahead and give you guys more freelance advice. And then for our $1 patrons, we have DJ, RJ, Becky, Apocalyzzi, Shauna, Nikki, Melissa, Doris, Carla, Kelly, Zach, Erin, Lisa, Annie, Deep Dee, Kat, Elizabeth, Nicole, Angie, Ashley, Elizabeth, Chad, Vicky, Jenny, Savannah, Rayanne, uh, Aaron, Leslie, Erica, Dillion, uh, Brittany, uh, Kim, Pepper, Maron, Kristin, Carmel, Shelby, Barbie, <laughs> Emma, Dory, Carla, Laura, Sharon, Carissa, Ella, and Hiana, Veronica, Lynn, Sarah, and Robin. And guys, I appreciate everything that you give me. And this is so much work. And I'm so blessed to have all of you watching in my life, even in a very small virtual way. You are amazing. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you later. Bye.